liberals are probably watching this and blaming me for not voting, but it's not my fault, okay? They're the ones wasting their vote in places like New York. They're not even from here. If you really want to make a difference, why don't you go back to Ohio, Megan, or wherever your parents are paying your rent from and vote there. That's where it counts. You know how those red states stay so red? By sending all their liberal kids to coastal cities to study improv. <laughs> Let's go vote there, Megan. <laughs> ah, boy, speaking of politics, is this a bad word? Can I say this on the air? Because I don't speak Spanish. This word down here. Oh, uh, yeah. Go ahead and try yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Somebody uh, from Texas said this is their T-shirt. It says Beto on the top. Fake Mexican, real pendejo. But I don't know what pendejo means. Is that a bad word, Hanson? Is that a bad word? I, I believe it depends on the how literal we get. It's with a the stupid or contemptible person. Yes, it's oh, fine. Okay, that doesn't sound that bad. It's perfectly fine. Okay, uh, the literal meaning of it is um, less savory. <laughs> okay. It's not savory at all. As a matter of fact, all right. I, I might go so far as to say it's unsavory. Uh, one Forget more, what I said. Don't don't mention it. One more text we get before we get to the the issues you're into and that sort of stuff. Uh, I'm voting for outlawing the term tribe. I hear you that. <laughs> it has become a omnipresent. And standing up for Baldwin. I also back into parking and had a car pull straight in, even though my my turn signal was on. Way to go, Alec. That is what oh, is happened. That what happened? Yeah. He's he pulls forward. He's yeah. going to parallel park. Somebody comes in forward behind him. No, please, that's fighting. You got to punch time. that person in the face. It's go time. Even if you're a fat sixty year old, they right? are they are already not following the laws of society. Exactly. So it's it's already Thunderdome. <laughs> They're begging for a punching. So what do you do? You punch them. Alex Baldwin. So now before we get to to the the bitter bitter controversy, our beloved listeners are in, and the actual issues Americans care about. Uh, how's your guy uh, Pong so smooth with the oh, needle? Okay. You got to pay yeah. that. So off. I got uh, my blood taken, and uh, I've had a phobia my whole life about needles because I used to get my blood taken a lot as a kid, and blah 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 blah. Like terrible fear, like break out in sweats. I've passed out before that sort of thing. I've gotten over it in recent years, but part of it is because of my man Pong. I went in and 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 Pong drew my blood, and I said, "Why oh, didn't you feel anything?" And he said, "Thanks." And and so now when I go in, I always request it. I always say, "Is Pong working?" And they say, "Yeah." And I said. I'll wait as long as I gotta wait until Pong's available. Just slip him a twenty. Can you do that? It's like getting a good table. Can you do that? Listen, is uh, Pong available? <laughs> yeah, put down a exactly. an Andrew Jackson. Swinsky. The medical profession has the same seating policies as, say, a topless magic show in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so uh, Pong has become a little bit famous because they got we mentioned those his in name Vegas? all these years. Oh yeah. Wow, they make their bra disappear. I guess. Yeah, that's the first trick. Anyway, sorry. Where were we? Pong open. I'm waiting there in line to yeah. get my blood taken. Um, uh, Pong opens the door, raises his eyes. Oh, hey, Jack. So he knows me by name now. Cool. And I go in, and I uh, and um, he's getting ready to go on vacation. And he said, "Good thing you got me because I'm going to be gone for a month next month." I said, "A month? Where?" In? He said, "I'm going back to Thailand, my home country." He said, "I've never actually been there." Uh, he was born in the United States, never mm. been to Thailand. His parents are both from Thailand. He's going to go for a whole month. Wouldn't that be wild? Sure. That would be so wild. Grandmas, grandpas, your aunts, family. uncles, oh, everything. Oh, you my know, God. Where your parents grew up. A life country, changing. Everything you've heard about your whole life, you've never been there. Yeah, it would be yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I said, so how did you get so good at this? Because he took my blood, and I said, I barely felt anything. I mean, he is, he is honestly better oh, than anybody I've ever had. He's gifted. Yeah, I've had times where I don't feel a thing. Mm. 
And sometimes just barely anything. And he said, I learned it from military friends. He said, I was never in the military, but I got a lot of friends who were in the military. And they said, man, in war zone stuff like that, you don't have time to look around for a vein or try to figure out what you're going to do. You just got to go for it. And he said, it's all a mindset. He said, you have to have the mindset when the person walks in that you're going to nail it right away. And you just got to do it fast and you got to be confident. And I thought, this is really way more... Art than I thought it was. I thought it was just plain science, it's just funny. He, craft. He sounds like he's talking about being a major yeah, league hitter, exactly, or, 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 or getting your golf swing right sure. or something. I, I, I had no idea it had so much to do with that. He said, "So I have the I have the mindset. As soon as somebody walks in the door, I say to myself, you 'You're going to get it right away,' and uh, and I just go for it. And so he does." <sighs> This is simultaneously inspiring and making me want to pass out. And I think about the time my brother was in uh, uh, the hospital. He got an infection, and uh, he was put in there, and it was locally. And um, he had a guy that just kept jabbing him and jabbing him over and over again and fishing around. Now you're killing me. I know. And fishing around. And uh, my brother's a military guy and very stoic. He's never going to say anything. But the guy, the phlebotomist, who just kept jabbing him and said, I'm sorry, actually said, I'm sorry, I was up really late at the casino last night. (laughs) Actually said that to him. I would have punched the guy in the face. Honest to God. Because you're jabbing me in the the arm with a needle because you're so freaking hungover. We're fighting. You're hurting me. Now I'm going to hurt you. Oh, fair enough. (laughs) I'm Alec Alec Baldwin Baldwin all of a sudden. (laughs) But anyway. Wow. And so my, my son got his first blood draw about a week ago, my oldest son, and he was really worried about it. He, he, had, he had a shot that really, really hurt. And I told oh, him boy. blood draws hurt way less than shots. Yes. I told him. But I said to the lady who was going to do his blood draw out in the hallway, and I always say this to people, don't talk about veins. Don't talk about looking for veins. Don't talk about any of that stuff. I know you're thinking about it, but don't say it out loud. It doesn't help the situation. Wow. I don't want to hear any vein talk. She comes in and says, oh, you have nice veins. And immediately, and I'm looking, fight her let too? me see if I can find this vein. Not, not helping! I don't understand why you people don't get that the people are not, the your patients are not excited about getting jabbed with a needle. Mm. All your discussion, your inside your mind conversation right. doesn't need to come out your mouth. There's a certain percentage of humanity that cannot have a thought without uttering You it. don't need to talk about this at all. Pong yeah. doesn't say a word. He talks about vacation, how your kid's doing, it's yep. over, what, you were done? Yep. And he goes for it, man, he just goes for it. Yeah. So this is a little message to you amateur phlebotomists out there. It's a little zen and harmony in exactly. the phlebotomy world. I like exactly. it. Exactly. Wow. God, don't. I'm telling you, all of you, if you do this for a living, never mention veins. Nobody wants to hear about their veins. Go with arteries. <laughs> Got good hot blood in there. <laughs> Nothing counts so much as blood. That's right. There's a leading phlebotomist there. Oh, God, it's making me ill thinking about it. I'm having trouble finding a vein. Don't tell me that. I don't want to hear it. Ah. So the bitter controversy involving beloved listeners coming up after the break, but first, do you want to get to the uh, the critic? Oh, it just left. Yes. Um, did we just hit the limit of pause or what? I did, yeah. Oh, damn it. Do I have them memorized? <sighs> Number one issue on people's minds? Um, the economy. Saturday Night Live? No. Number two? Oh, Rosie O'Donnell's? Dang it. Missteps? No. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> No. Megan Kelly was really big there Megan for a couple Kelly's days. Megan yeah. blackface yeah. comment is oh, the number boy. three issue in America. Yes, people are very angry. <laughs> and the Scaravan, number and the four. And sc- the Scaravan. The Republicans taking away your health care. Uh, no. Well, uh, that would have been great, wouldn't oh. it? <laughs> Did you just womp womp? 
people's political priorities? <laughs> Michael, did you just... How dare? How absolutely dare you? How dare you? Uh, the economy was huge. Absolutely huge. It was at the top. Um, but... It doesn't play, as we've all figured out, from a, hey, the economy's great, so vote for us to keep it going. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't work that right, way. Right. It's just not a motivator. Healthcare was number two, as I recall. Immigration was in the top chunk. Immigration was number three. And these were all like 68, 67, 62. And then it got down to... Supreme Court was on there. Oh, yeah. Supreme Court and then um, then uh, gun policy. It was like 52% of people said that was a primary motivator for them. Mm. So... But again, well, th- people say it's a motivator or it's an issue for them. But political scientists have proved over and over again, people don't vote from gratitude. They just don't go. To what extent do you think the election is about Trump? Because I am Me personally, I'm a person who always says uh, it's not about the president. People are voting their local issues, et cetera, et cetera. But this time around. Well, if it was, I'm just going to throw a number out. If it was 40%, that would be extraordinary. Because politics, generally speaking, is pretty damn local. But it might be. How about this New York? It's more about Trump than it's been about any other president, I think. With the possible exception of Obama with Obamacare. But that was about a policy. Right. Um, I don't think this is much about a policy as it is about a well, no, in fact, personality. No, no, I would agree with you. How about this headline from the New York Times over the weekend? A nation in turmoil prepares to deliver a verdict on Trump. Ah, is right. that what we're doing tomorrow? Delivering a verdict on Trump? I don't see it that way. But What's a magazine? Please run your mediocre website. Are we delivering a verdict on Trump? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I mean, do, do, but... Well, kind of. To a larger extent than usual, yeah. Well, we delivered a verdict on Bill Clinton then, and he got reelected, and verdict on Barack Obama, and he got reelected also. So, right. To what extent that verdict means something. Right. Yeah. So, democracy veering right to left to left to right without any particular plan or uh, idea what we're doing. Got a height and weight on Malik Baldwin. He looks like a pretty big guy. If he were to sock me in the face. Social justice warrior activists turn beautiful situation ugly, involving some of our beloved listeners. I want to hear that. All right. About six feet, 100 and 200-something uh, pounds, 230-ish. Yeah, he looks big and angry. Yeah. I don't want him to punch me in the face. I'd lay there on the ground bleeding saying, doing your Trump impersonation. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Don't you know this is the most important election ever until the next most important election ever, followed by the next most important election ever? Good text on our text line, which is 415-295-KFTC. No doubt. The presidential election of whether Trump is reelected will be considered the most important election of our lifetimes. Can you imagine the hyperbolic rhetoric around 2020? Well, you don't have to imagine it. It's about to start. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, oh, well, Lordy, I'm not sure I can take it. So a couple of things. Um, first of all, on Friday, I think it was, we were talking about uh, California's Proposition 10, which said that it says essentially that Local municipalities can impose rent control ordinances. It used to be the state said, no, you can't. 
Right? It severely limited it. And so I was wrestling with the question of, since I'm a local control guy, you know, the only reason your county should be involved in something is because your town can't do it. The only reason your state government should weigh in is because your county can't, county can't handle it, et cetera, et cetera. And we're just, we're bass backwards in the United States, worshiping the presidency and the federal government all the time. Um, and I was saying, you know, well, it's, it's, it's more local control, so am I in favor of that? I, I'm in favor of local control, but wait a minute, there's something wrong here. And a couple of folks, Aaron from Pleasanton and Barbara from wherever she's from, uh, phrased it the best, I think, reminding me of, of the obvious principle. Why does the government exist, Jack? If you were to ask Tim the lawyer, what is the government's role? Um, to preserve our individual freedoms? To protect your liberty. Yeah, exactly. That is why the government of the United States exists. It says so in the Constitution. So somebody doesn't run roughshod over you, whether they're breaking into your house because the police are government. Right. Or they're um, you know, making it impossible for you to uh, have your little plot of land and have a farm or whatever. Right. In the case of Prop 10, voting against it preserves California's restriction on local governments from screwing you out of your property rights, essentially. Uh, that's not quoting our correspondence directly, but it's making sure the people's liberty remains intact. Um, even if it was because they were paid off by some pack representing landlords, let's keep it that way. Government exists the right to protect. Uh, I'm sorry, exists to protect the rights of individuals, says Barbara. And as far as I'm concerned, the only job of the state government should be protecting my rights from abuse by local governments. Um, so clearly, the liberty-loving thing to do is vote no on ten. No, no, absolutely not. The rent, it's too damn high. Yeah, well, that's fine. So uh, uh, allow more building or something. Then this. It's a beautiful story. You got a family. A uh, beautiful family. Is there any uh, request for anonymity here? No, I don't think. It's too late for that. Uh, a fine family of Armstrong and Getty fans. Dressed as the first Thanksgiving dinner for Halloween. With my seven-month-old baby as the pheasant dinner. Very cute. My wife and I were pilgrims, writes Jeff. And my special needs son was a Native American, or first people complete with headdress. Cool. Because he is a kid and thinks that natives are proud and brave, and he wanted to be like that. We walked around downtown Chico for the uh, event. Uh, there's an annual costume contest with a family division that we were pressured into entering due to the popularity of above-mentioned cuteness. Ended up winning <laughs> first place. Wow, awesome. Usually it'd be the end of the story, but not when there are microaggressions and cultural appropriations to answer for in Trump's America. We're now being targeted on Facebook by a handful of liberals, snurdly, he writes. <laughs> Social justice warriors trying to shame the city of Chico for apparently rewarding us for cultural appropriations and us for apparently ignoring their signs that they had posted explaining the culture is not a costume. While I've responded to these attacks with some of my own, my wife has given an impassioned defense of our child that suffers from autism, cerebral palsy, and being constantly bullied. I would graciously ask if you could weigh in and briefly discuss the situation, render a verdict, or perhaps a quick screed. The main accuser is one Lindsey Briggs, who is, wait for it, a Ph.D. at at California State University of Chico, Chico State, and works in the Department of Health and Human Services. It's got to be an academic in the social sciences. Unbelievable. Hey, how about you quit attacking these people and leave them alone? 
And so what's... having fun with their their special needs child and dressing up as the first Thanksgiving, which was a historical landmark in the development of the country. Somebody's got to dress up as the native. What? Come on. God, you people are desperate to be offended. Desperate. Beating them up on Facebook and trying to turn them into villains and trying to turn them into the object of derision and, and bitterness. That's sick. Lindsey Briggs of Chico State. Nobody do anything mean to her. Don't, don't, do, 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 do. when they go low, we go high. When they go low, we get high. Whatever. I don't care. Just quit being mean to people. So I saw Chris Christie yesterday say there's not a chance in hell. Michael? Quit being mean to people. We're talking about Chris Christie. You have an excellent opportunity to not do something. All right. Enough said. Jack, I'm sorry. Whoa, you son of a bitch. The discussion was Dems take the House, which is the way it looks. Is Nancy Pelosi hang on as speaker? That's a political story I'm into. Yeah, it is pretty interesting. And Chris Christie says there's no way. In hell, she doesn't end up as speaker. Wow. Because she's got the sharpest elbows. She raised $130 million for candidates. Um, she's the best fundraiser. She's the best all kinds of stuff. Wow. She's almost 80. 130 mil. So, that's amazing. If there are, you know, 50 wobblers, she can ch- ch- promise millions and millions for the next election so um yeah so trump is going to be running against a dem house run by nancy pelosi to me mm. that's a dream come true for him yep for just running for president if you've got to trade that. two years of uh, frustration for that but that's why and, you know, some people think he might be doing this because some of his campaign stops you could look at and think he has given up on the house he wants to make the house the senate even stronger because then he's safe it's not like the House is going to get anything through and a close Senate is going to pass it also. No. Right. House is solid. The Senate is solidly Republican. So I think there'll that's be his, no impeachment. Right. He'll get the judges yep. through. Yep. That's his strategy, I think. And uh, well, I saw him saw, say yesterday uh, something I thought was really good, a very Trumpian sort of thing. He's on stage, and this is the sort of thing most people don't say out loud, but he does. Um, he said, ah, you know, you look at the polls, we could lose a house. It might happen. And if it does, you know what? My whole life, I've said this same thing. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Wow. He's, he said, when I'm presented with a problem, a challenge, I'll figure it out. God, that is, <laughs> and I thought that is a very Trump thing to say. That is so why he got elected. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, we're going to take back the House. And then we're going to take back the Senate. And then we're going to go all the way to <laughs> I mean, come on. How different is that? Eh, if we lose it, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Plus, he gets to run against Nancy Pelosi. The things would be great if it weren't for that damn Nancy Pelosi, you get to say. Really? I, if we wanted to get real politicky, I'd bring up uh, the idea of a half-wit Kevin McCarthy against Steve Scalise. Yeah. McCarthy's the heavy favorite there, I understand. I'm not sure why. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Oregon claims they're showing the country the future of voting. We're going to get into that along with some uh, new problems for Apple and exactly how much cash should you carry at all times. Mm. Plus the hypocrisy of Google. Stay with us. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Greenspan, former Fed chair, given credit for the huge boom while it was happening and blame for the 
<laughs> backwards sliding after it happened, has written a book in praise of creative destruction about capitalism that's pretty interesting, I think. Hmm. And um, talk about that later. Fits in with Trump beginning an elected, absolutely. Because we got a lot of dying industries out there, and Greenspan argues that's part of the whole capitalism thing. These things have to die. It's ugly, but you have to allow it to happen for new things to spring up. Right. And uh, and and he believes we've lost that as we try to save old things, even in spite of advances in economies and technologies. Well, there's absolutely no question that he's right. He's 100% right. The really difficult thing for modern societies and modern governments is that the pace of change is so dizzying. Hmm. I mean, the, the motor car, or the, uh, the, uh, the horse, rather, giving way to the motor car was a decades-long process in America. Um, now it can be, you know, three weeks. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, tomorrow, the big day for voters to elect who's going to be controlling the U.S. House and Senate for the next two years. Although President Trump is not on the ballot, he has been telling voters at rallies that a vote for a Republican is indeed a vote for him. Now, Trump has got three rallies scheduled for today, and over the last week or so, he has been warning time and time again about what would happen if Democrats regain power. So if you want more caravans and you want more crime, vote Democrat. It's very simple. If you want strong borders and safe communities, vote Republican. Now, if Democrats take the House, they could derail his legislative agenda for the next couple of years. Which legislative agenda is that? What what wasn't going to happen? Exactly. You know, I don't. I don't think. I don't. I don't. I still think it's the best thing that could happen for him personally. Um. Now the whole they they have the chairmanships and subpoena power and could investigate. That usually doesn't happen. The party out of power claims they're going to. Then when they get power, they don't do it. Because it'd be so disruptive. Nancy I, Pelosi has said herself she doesn't want impeachment. No, no, she's she's a, a witch, and and I can't stand her, but she's very smart and understands exactly what she'll do. She's doing. On the other hand, the Adams Schiff of the world, right, can't wait to get the chairmanship and unlo- unleash uh, you know uh, one investigation for every day of the week. Yeah, and what used to happen, as we all know, doesn't mm-hmm. matter anymore. But Trump lashing back against it? How entertaining is that going to (laughs) be? Meanwhile, Oregon is touting its state's voting record. Oregon has better voter participation than most of the country. 68% turnout compared to about 60% nationwide. Yet the state does not have a single polling place or a single voting machine to put in it. What? Oregon election officials mail paper ballots to every registered voter three weeks before each election day. The voters fill them out and drop them in the mail, and it seems to work. And state officials are particularly smug about their system these days, saying, you can't hack paper. You also can't be sure who's voting. (laughs) But, I don't know, I'm giving up on democracy. Do whatever you want. If you're not registered to vote... What should I do? Register and vote. Good advice. There you go. Apple telling assemblers of its iPhone XR to stop plans to use additional production lines for the assembly of the phone. Foxcom is one of the assemblers of the phone. It's had 60 assembly lines dedicated for production of the iPhone XR, but is only using about 45 production lines. Apple introducing the lower-cost phone in September. The move by Apple, an indication of weak sales. I wonder if that's... You know, is it weak sales or just that everybody's like, no, give me the expensive one? 
I can't afford to feed myself, but right. I want a really good smartphone. Right. So the the price per phone has gone up, but it's I'm learning more about this as yes. I'm paying attention to the market. But so last year's phones, or the last quarters that they're comparing it to, included the cheaper version of the phone. This quarter that they're currently comparing it to only included the high-end phone, the cheaper phones coming out in the next month or so. Mm. So I, I don't know. I think this might be one of those quarterly reports may not necessarily tell the full picture right. of a business right. health. All right, my friends, this is exactly how much cash you should carry at all times. In these days of credit and debit cards, a lot of people don't carry any cash at all. But there are still times when you might need actual cash money. I was mocked by my son and his buddy for carrying cash. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Then I needed some, and they got their comeuppance. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I need cash and don't have it, it's so annoying. Yeah. I like to carry a little around. A couple thousand dollars in ones. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, money... Money Magazine did a survey on uh, on this, on how much cash you should carry at any given time. They found about 42% of people carry no more than 40 bucks in cash. About 30% between $41 and $99. But a compilation of the data that they used from various sources determined carrying $200 is just the right amount for you to have. because really? Because it's enough to handle a standard emergency... And it's likely enough to what, cover... What's a, what's a what's standard, standard emergency? emergency? That costs cash. <laughs> if I get bit by a rattlesnake, here's $200. The hooker won't take your credit card? <laughs> and it's like... Well, I'll tell you one thing. When I was out on the uh, highways of the great state of uh, New Mexico at one point, my car blew a tire. Hmm. They would not take credit card, debit card, or anything else. They wanted cash money. Was this the 50s, though? No, 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 no. Yeah. $27! But if I'm traveling, that's a slightly different. I yeah. do carry more cash if I'm on a long road trip right? than if I'm just walking around. What's the emergency? The tire store wouldn't take plastic? No. No. They <sighs> wanted cash money. And this wasn't exactly your standard tire store. This was a guy This was a guy in a tow truck that uh, looked pretty okay. beat up that yeah. had a tire. Yeah. I'm just not buying it. this whole carrying $200 thing for emergency. It seems it, like a hell of a lot. And, what, what's my emergency? And it's likely enough to cover your bill at a restaurant if your credit card gets declined or the restaurant doesn't accept plastic when you go out. You know, I, I, I know that if your, your home bursts into flames, firefighters do expect a tip. <laughs> Hey, as far as tips goes, the experts say you should also carry around at least $20 and $5 bills on you at all times so you can tip those who uh, deserve it. So experts, $220, or is that 20 included in the 200 I should be? Experts no, say that. Uh, that, is, that is 20 included in the 200. <laughs> okay. That's part of the 200. So of that 200, I need 20 of it in fives. Yes. I remember very clearly back in the early days of the Armstrong and Getty show, Gladys, what do we pay you for? Come on, baby. Give her a five. Hold on a second. Yeah. <laughs> Give her one of the fives yeah. you always carry, Mike. Right. One of the early days of the show when uh, when Jack was a, a single and footloose and fancy free man and I had a house full of babies, he would occasionally pull out a 20 and I was just filled with wonderment because I wasn't even allowed to carry a five. I mean, there was no way I could spend five dollars. You know, unless it was planned out for, budgeted, probably contract signed, and the rest of it. I'm kind of glad those days are gone. All right, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty show, The Conscience of the Nation. I wonder how much I'm carrying right now. I don't even know. Because I have so much. Yes. How do you plan to take in uh, election coverage tomorrow night? Intravenously. Joe's counting his cash. 1,500. 
to be about eight grand. <laughs> Walking around, money. Look in my pocket. I think I got a hundred and twenty-one dollars. I got a guitar pick and two fives. That'll take you everywhere you need to go, son. <laughs> yeah. According to Chris Christopherson. <laughs> Something. How am I going to f- take it in? Yeah. Flipping channels, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I hadn't really thought about it much. Now, there's not one race, right? Like when a presidential race. So. I do consider it the most important election of our week. <laughs> I might just wake up the next morning and take it in that way. That's Although it's kind of right. it's kind of fun to see what the uh, the various pundits say. The stuff they get wrong always it, enjoyable. Yeah, or how fevered they get about various things. Right? How are you going to take it in? Our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. The nation. everybody's votes should count the same. I mean, there's no way my vote should count as much as Obama's. I mean, if two doctors disagree on a diagnosis, they don't turn to the janitor and say, you want to break this tie, Carl? It's very true. Catching up on a couple of things I missed while I was six. Wesley Snipes has been ordered to pay $9.5 million in back taxes. Oh, man. He owes $23.5 million. <laughs> He's worth 850000 Wow. Which is, you know, a good Whoops. chunk of money. Uh, you know, man, he's, what, he's 60 years old or whatever, but yeah. yeah. So back Didn't when he, he was... fall for, for one of those uh, silver-tongued uh, scammer guys who was saying the Constitution actually says you don't have to pay your taxes? Uh, but I bring this up because it's some texture said, why are you not talking about the Kavanaugh accuser that admitted she lied? Oh, yeah. That happened over the weekend. Uh, Trump mentioned it on his during one of his rallies over the weekend. Well, the answer to your question is because there's so damn much to talk about, but good point. A vicious accuser of Justice Kavanaugh has just admitted she was lying. Her story was totally made up fake, he uh, tweeted on Saturday morning. And Chuck Grassley is going to look into this now. Uh, She had claimed that Kavanaugh raped her in the backseat of a car years ago. They discovered that she is a left-wing activist who is decades older than Kavanaugh, and she has admitted that she made the claim in anger because she opposed Kavanaugh's nomination. Oh, boy. So she didn't like Kavanaugh becoming Supreme Court justice, so she just completely made up the story that he raped her in the backseat. They've never even met. She's decades older. Wow. I mean, this one's just completely phony. Yeah. Um, and uh, Chuck Grassley, you got to prosecute these people. You've got to. You can't make it open game on anybody out there, celebrity or politician or whatever, that you can just make up any damn story you want. To knowingly and intentionally make up an accusation that's absolutely horrifying, specifically to damage their lives and impugn their character. Yeah, I would say there are laws against that, and they ought to be enforced. I mean, you're a nut job if you think you're going to get away with it. Oh, yeah. What was this one's name again? Which one was she? Uh, was I she one of the great... Uh... I had never even heard of this claim. Monroe Layton. Hmm. Is her or is her name? I'd never even heard this claim of Kavanaugh raping somebody in the backseat of a car. Well, it never happened. I hope you didn't just partially hear that on this AM yeah. radio. Yeah, went under a bridge. Never, or never happened at all. Yeah. 
Speaking of the nexus of uh, politics and, and, and naughty behavior, um, the uh, WAPO this morning is telling the story of one Emily Myers who's been kicked off Tinder. It's not because she was sending naked pictures or offensive messages, which are the top two ways to get kicked off of Tinder. Evidently, she spent several days swiping right. That means, oh, yes, I'd like to contact them, for those unfamiliar. And racking up over 200 matches and messaging all these men that they should visit vote.org to register uh, or check on their registration status. Oh, God. She discovered her Tinder account was locked. Someone must have reported her, but she's proud of herself. Some Tinder users, apparently this is fairly common, have been using the app specifically for voter outreach rather than flirting with strangers. Uh, this uh, Here's the part that I found really interesting. It comes amid related cultural shifts as campaigning has become more digital and daters increasingly are looking for matches who share their views. Says the director of Circle, the Center for Information and Research on Civic Learning and Engagement at Tufts University, Kai Kawashima Ginsburg, quote, Discussing political opinions with a potential mate used to be so unsexy. Now it's almost uncool to talk about unpolitical things. If you're not voting and you don't have that I voted sticker, it's embarrassing. So this guy who studies this for a living says it's almost like uncool to talk about anything unpolitical in the dating scene. What a shift is really, that, that is. Really? So you meet somebody and you say, ah, I'm not into politics. That would be a... Wow. Whoa. Wait. Well, you're a weirdo. Listen to this. In a recent survey of OKCupid users, that's one of your biggies, 46% of millennial female respondents, about half, said they would not date someone who didn't vote. There's only 30% of men. They don't care. <laughs> How do you look? Uh, God, the, here's the tough one, though. Once you head down the road to the politics conversation... I mean, is this is this little uh, get-together for coffee going to be over in two seconds if you find out I'm a Democrat or a Republican? Let's get it out of the way. Because you're the opposite? Listen to this, would you? Melissa Hobley, OKCupid's okay chief marketing officer, said in the past two years, two years, ten times as many people have political terms in their daters' profiles as in the past, as in two years ago. And I've Ten had, times as many. I've had a lot of girlfriends <clears throat> and been married and have never had a conversation about politics. I mean, you have conversations about life and kind of get a general feel for what direction somebody, you know, how somebody feels about the world. Right. But never right. like particular political issues. Never have. So, I suppose now you would, though. If yeah. I were out dating now, you probably would. Yeah. Well, I, I, I can't up. imagine. Well, Sean, you know, you did. I can't imagine meeting someone and you go out a couple of times without... So, or do you think Trump's a lunatic or not coming up? Can't imagine that. Yeah, it's it's not posed as like a direct interrogation of which party are you, but it comes like, can you believe what Trump tweeted? And that gets you into now, right. now you're talking about it. And if you're, if you come across, well, it wasn't that bad, right? Now all of a sudden we're having you're, a political You're debate. Nazi, you're yeah. Nazi, right? sit so, down, Nazi. <laughs> several dating Well, you're cute for a white supremacist. Several dating apps and sites have their own digital versions of the uh, I Voted sticker. OKCupid has an ACLU badge that users can add to their profiles and is encouraging its voters to go on phone banking dates. What do, what do you do, Sean? I mean, because I know I would have just tried to figure out what direction this was going and agree with them so we could continue this. <laughs> That'd be my maneuver. For base animal purposes. I, I, I usually 
just end up advocating for the opposite side because disagreements are actually the only conversations I like having. Like if if I <laughs> That's say a stupid attitude, if I say I like toast and and they say, oh yeah, me too. Okay, I guess we don't. Like, all right, next topic. We've we've solved this one. We mm. both like toast. So the only conversations I actually get into are, are I really enjoy are disagreement ones well, where we what, disagree. What about like uh, I like wheat toast. She likes sourdough. You well, just gotta, you know, you gotta get down no, to the no, minutia. Sourdough is way better. I like could just you're, the wheat toast is wrong. I uh, wonder bread. Um, I could just say <laughs> you're a white bread supremacist. I could just say from the beginning, whatever you say, I'm going to agree with. <laughs> whatever it is. So say whatever you want. Go ahead. No, I often use. The, Don't you hate minorities? Yeah, me too. Whatever I gotta say, I'll use the line that I was first introduced <laughs> <laughs> to on this very show about. I, I think the Republicans versus Democrat thing is a trap that they, they love that's us a good arguing one. about. There's a good one right where there. It's, oh, that's it's, a good one. It's it makes about, you look like you're above it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Bumble worth a damn? Bumble's fine. Bumble has an I am a voter tag that you can add to your profile alongside your height, drinking habits, and pet preferences. Well, I certainly wouldn't ditch somebody because they don't vote, though. I can certainly understand having that attitude, especially now. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I want to hang out with those people more, I think. <laughs> I'm tired of You're it. not paying any attention to this? Awesome. Let's talk about something else. Let's hang out. Tomorrow's the election. So exciting, isn't it? Oh, I'm scared. Of? Something. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.